Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damia Shodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. everyone welcome to the planter podcast it is your girl damio shodi the host and the creator if you are new to the podcast welcome thank you so much for tuning in and listening and if you have been listening to the podcast what up family thank you so much for coming back in and listening to this podcast so i'm gonna kind of share with you guys an experience that i had about a month ago about a week ago but not like a month ago um where I went to a gathering hosted by Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs. I've mentioned Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs before, KDE, on this podcast, um, but I'm also a part of their mentoring program. But their whole uh, whole purpose is to show entrepreneurs how to do business God's way and then also be led by the Holy Spirit as you do business. So being a part of their mentorship program, you have access to going to different events and activities. And one of them was called a gathering, which is a very intimate gathering space of a couple of igniters. And we really just get to bond and just be led by the Holy Spirit. I will say that this was a event that it it, it marked a change in my life. And not a lot of things do that for me, but this one in particular, especially leaving it. Um, I think when I was in it, I was still processing a lot of things that were going on. I was really, I was changing. I was being changed, but the real change has happened after leaving um, the event and processing what has happened. And I think the main thing that I want to talk about here today is changing your perspective. So becoming or going from an orphan to a daughter and just sharing my fresh perspective of God and how I'm seeing God now and what that event has taught me and hopes that it teaches you as well um, to come to terms maybe with what or how you see God, um, deep feelings or deep thoughts that you may not even be aware that are playing out and that are feeding this kind of orphan mentality and to now switch it and change to being a person of authority and sitting in the position which Christ has called you to, um, which we are called to sit in heavenly places. We have authority. We can go to our father's throne, um, openly. Um, we can ask for what we, we can boldly ask for what we want and we can receive it. Not because, uh, you prayed the hardest or you did this, or you did that, but because we take ownership of our position as sons and daughters. So I'm going to just share with you my experiences and tell you what I've learned. So it's a very intimate gathering, only a couple of people, maybe about seven of us, six or seven of us um, throughout three days. Um, So we really got to dive in deep into deep wounds and questions and learn more about being in tune with the Holy Spirit. And it's funny because we didn't really even talk about business that much, like on some really dilly stuff. Like it was all really the Holy Spirit. But I see the purpose of that because if we can get in tune with who the Holy Spirit is, 
That will help direct how we will do business. That is the first relationship of anybody who has a platform. You're trying to build something. You're trying to build a business. The first relationship that needs to be intact is the Holy Spirit. Um, how you communicate with, with him and what do you discuss with him and all this. How do you work together? So those things, like we rarely talked about business uh, in the whole thing, even though it's kingdom driven entrepreneurs, which I thought was pretty interesting. So, um, yeah, we just had to dive deep into more of our perspective and our, I think perspective and identity. So one of the first questions that we were asked on the first day were, um, what lies are we believing about God? And what was cool about this was, you know, we sit down and you write some stuff down, but then you hear other people and it's like something in you is like, oh, ooh, I think I believe in that too. Oh, I think I've, I've, I've believed this lie or I've come into agreement with this lie. So some lies that I wrote down are two major important ones was that God is disappointed in me. And not that I openly am like, oh, I feel like God is disappointed in me. But through my actions and deep wounds um, and my, my perspective, I realized that I believed that God was disappointed in me. And I'll explain why I believe that um, in a few moments. And that also he rejected me. I felt rejected by God and I told him I felt rejected by man. And ultimately I felt rejected by man because I felt rejected by God. Different life experiences, um, different things have made me to feel that I am rejected, that no matter how hard I work and no matter how hard I do things and even to the best ability, for some reason I just cannot make it to like what I believe is my own promised land or um, what I believe is value. So just really coming to terms with that. And he had already spoken to me about these things prior to this. Um, but the disappointment one, I think was not thinking about it. I think that was a new one, but definitely the rejection was something that I had been feeling and he had been working with me on. So we had to ask those questions and you hear other or answer those questions and you hear other people's perspectives. And it was funny because I was like, look, I have not been in such an environment. This is really intimate. I don't know about this. Um, first day I was like, oh God, like people are out here crying and sharing and this. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't even know y'all. <laughs> but I just was like, no, I still have to, I still have to come back. Like, I know that there's going to be something that I'm going to gain here. So even though it was uncomfortable, I was like, let me just show up and not put too much expectations on myself to do anything, not to, I don't need to be this. I don't need to be that way. I don't need to be like anybody else, but I just need to show up. So surrendering to the process. So the next day we get there in the morning, we're sitting around the table and the host puts on the song um, in the palm of your hand and you can listen to it on YouTube. It's by Harvest and you can find it at Tribal Music. So it's one of my favorite songs. And right now I think it's like my anthem. And basically at the beginning, she talks about um, spinning out of control. I feel um, basically like things are spinning out of control and eh, I don't really know what's happening. It's not easy letting go, but I'm and it's hard to trust you. And I think everybody in the room felt that, um, especially me. Um, everything feels like, oh my goodness, like you're asking me to do this and I feel like I need to do this and do that. And it's like things keep falling. And it was funny, like, cause we were asked to listen to the words and let it like sink within us. And 
Um, the host made this analogy of like spinning plates on your hand. So you have like a plate here, a plate there, and they're spinning, spinning, spinning. And one falls on the floor and you try to pick it up. And then another one falls and you try to pick that one up and you're rumbling through and you're forgetting the other things that are already going really well. And you're trying to focus on the things that are not going well. And you just keep, and it keeps crashing and crashing and crashing. Ultimately for me, I believe, like I said, that God was disappointed in me and I felt that he was disappointed in me because I felt that I was not juggling or I'm not juggling well what I've been given. So I feel I felt at times that, oh, you know, I'm, tr- I'm supposed to do this, but I'm, I missed that. I, I, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. Oh, maybe God is looking at me like, how come you didn't do this? I told you to do this. Why are you not doing this? And then like if I'm disappointed or sad about something, I had felt that. He was also disappointed in me because it maybe the showing of human emotion for some reason showed a lack of faith or this and other and feeling like, oh, I just don't have enough faith and all these different things, which is crazy because that's not even, I'll get to that too. Um, but yeah, so I don't need to juggle everything because he has it. And he, like, I am in his hands. And that's the whole purpose of the song. It's like, I am safe in his hands and I can't fail. I'm safe in his hands as his daughter. So even if one thing falls to the ground, even if multiple things are going this way, that way, he is literally picking everything up and pouring it right back into my life. So even if one thing goes over or overflows or whatever over, like if you think of a cup and the water keeps overflowing, you're like, oh my God, like I can't, I can't handle it all. And this and other. It's like the palm of God's hands are literally right underneath us and literally catching everything. So we cannot fail. And something about that was so freeing to me because the same thing that I thought he was disappointed in me in, it's like, no, girl, I got it. I got you. Even if you can't keep up with this or with that in this moment, I have you. And it's not because I'm, it is not because like, I've worked so hard. So I've gotten to this level of, oh, God will protect me or this and other. But ultimately, it's because I'm his daughter, period. I am enough and what I'm doing is enough and who I am is enough. Not because I can juggle 10 different jobs, not because I can do the podcast and I can do events and I can do this and I can do that and I do it so well and da 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 da. <laughs> like it's not even all that, but it's just literally because I'm his daughter and that's it. And it's just because he loves me. And it was like a new level of unconditional love. Like just because, Shang, well, I hear people getting it. Just because you are his child, you are enough. It's not because of all the accolades that we have or all the external things that are on the outside or all the, oh, I have this degree. Oh, I've done this training. Oh, I had this business or, oh, I do this for the community. All of those things are fine, but they don't make up your identity. And it's, that's not what pleases God about you. It's literally because you're his child and you're in the palm of his hands. And in the song, um, she mentions like not a lie, not a, not a something, not a lie inside my head, not a fear or offense can take me away from, take me away from you. So let's get to the point there that identity, identity is important and you have identity and you value not because of all the things that you have, but because you are a 
son or a daughter and God loves you just for that. So the song says, not a lie, not a fence, not a fear inside my head. All those different things, right? So now we had to ask ourselves and write down, what are we confident in? So when we identified all the lies, and I even wrote, because I had even more lies, I realized that I was believing about God. Then we had to say, what are we confident in? And in doing this exercise, I realized that there are so many things that were lies that are not true about God that I had been believing that would take me away. So maybe a fear of disappointment or a fear of lack or a fear that I won't get this or the thing that he said he will do, it won't actually happen. And all these different feelings and fears that I had had been dictating how I see and how I perceive him and what he would do in my life. And one thing that um, was said at the at the at the gathering was you can only go as far as your lies you can only go as far as the things that you believe so if you believe that even though God said something that it won't happen like ultimately you really don't believe it um, it could even be like you want to be married or you want to you believe that God has called you to create a podcast and you feel like it won't happen because you just don't know what to do or a business or you're going to have a family, even though your family, um, your current family shows no patterns of you having a prosperous, healthy family. All of these different things, a fear of the future, a fear of uh, what you won't get, a fear of not having a healthy body or fear of mistakes or fear of nobody cares and I'm I'm rejected and fear that I won't be profitable, a fear of I don't know how to how to make profit or I, all these different things. We had to open our eyes to those things and now replace them with the truth. Like what is the truth about God? Because these are little thoughts that come to our head and we don't know that they're seeds and that they're lies. They are lies from the enemy and they're used to keep us trapped. But the song said that nothing can take me away. Nothing can take me away. So even if these fears or these lies come and present themselves in my life and in my head, nothing can take me away. That is the fact and that is the truth. Even if I'm disappointed or I feel discouraged, nothing can take me away. Even if I feel hurt or ashamed, nothing can take me away. Even if I feel that he won't do it, nothing can take me away. Why? Because I'm his daughter and I'm in the palm of his hands and that's it, point blank, period. Ain't nothing on it. That is it. And we had to really replenish our minds. And, you know, we were, as we're discussing, I'm hearing what other people are saying as their truths and all those different things. And like I said, you hear it and you're like, oh, wow, that's a good one. Yo, that is my truth too. Or you come up with your own, but what is the truth? Like what so you had to so we had to come to terms with what lies were we believing and now what is the truth? Another truth or a a truth for me was trusting and resting is showing confidence in who he is. Like I can rest in God. I can rest in his character. I can, and that's what it means not to grind. Um, it's, I've been learning a lot from KDE and it really means that it's not that you're not going to work, but it just means that you're going to rest 
in who he says he is and rest in his character and that he will do what he said he was going to do because he is faithful. Even if we are unfaithful, he is faithful because that is who he is. So we can rest in whatever God said that we should do. And just some other truths that came to me um, as I was writing to contradict the lies that I had come into agreement with. Um, that he wants to give me the answers that I need. Sometimes before I felt that I, I felt I needed to beg God or petition him forever and ever and every morning and, and, and come with brimstone and fire and pray and all this and ooh, ooh, <laughs> all this extravagance. But it's like, no, the Holy Spirit doesn't operate in that way. There are seasons to put in work in the Spirit. Um, especially certain types of prayer, but not every day, especially for answers. Now it's believing that if I ask Holy Spirit and I ask God to give me an answer on something, I can quietly believe that he, he will give me that answer. I can pray for it and I don't need to beg. As a child, you don't need to beg your parents. So I can believe he can give me the answer. I don't have to, I don't have to force to hear from him. Again, I can pray, ask God to give me an answer and he will reveal what it needs to be revealed to me in due time or even right there. I shouldn't always feel like I need to get the answer right there, right there. He'll give me the answer. Not always. Sometimes it may take time or take time for me to understand or get the revelation or, but either way, he is going to reveal the answer. And I don't have to figure it all out, especially for those of us who are building businesses and building platforms and um, just creating things. We don't have to figure it all out. Sometimes the answers are really right in front of us and it takes the Holy Spirit to give us that revelation, but it's his revelation that will help open up our eyes. We don't have to do always keep doing what others are doing or follow their steps and their thing. Because I thought it was also very interesting. Again, I'm around entrepreneurs. Every person has something different for what God told them to do in their business and told them what to do like in their in their personal lives. They each had something different, a different tactic, a different way of doing things, a different operation. So he is the biggest um, consultant, the biggest um, helper, um, the biggest business partner, the best business partner, the best partner that you will ever have. So you don't have to figure it out all out um, by yourself. I also came into um, truth that my feelings of discouragement, fear, lack of anything rooted in a lie won't take me away from him. And I can ask for anything. I can be free to open up about what I want and God can honor it. And I can ask for anything. I mean, we got testimonies of people getting houses for basically free. Uh, and just God asking the person, do you like this house? And the person saying, yeah, I like it. And God said, done. And they got the house for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like people being redeemed and set free from past sins and past hurts and living a full on powerful life for God. Like anything, anything that you want, you can ask your father and he will give it to you. Even the littlest of things you see people saying about, oh, I'm praying for like God to help me grow my hair. Even those things he cares about. Even those things. Oh, I need um, I need uh, more support for my for my business. Even those things he cares about. Oh, I need to know how to manage uh, my health better. 
even those things he cares about. The littlest, even how to grow your nails, you can ask him. Now I'm like, I will ask him for anything. Like, I'm not afraid to ask him because I've seen what he's done for other people. So I'm not afraid to ask him to. That was the first thing. Um, Basically, what lies are we, were we believing? And then how do we contradict them or erase them out with truth? How do we replace them? There we go. Replace them with truth. This episode is sponsored by my very own program, Podcast from Scratch. You've been wanting to create a podcast for some time. You've looked all over the internet, signed up for master classes, and possibly bought books on podcasting, but you still can't piece together where to start and how to create a podcast tailored to your own unique message, voice, and schedule. My podcast from scratch live coaching class teaches you how to create an impactful podcast from home that fits your vision and lifestyle. This is your one-stop shop that shows you how to set up and maintain a successful podcast from little to no technology and how to publish in the comfort of your own home. You will become clear on the message of your podcast, how to align every episode with your unique mission, strategy on creating never-ending content, establishing a workflow system that keeps you organized, and so much more. You'll have access to a community of like-minded individuals who want to use their podcast as change agents. Me as your live podcasting coach on our weekly meetings and all the tips, tricks, and tools that I've used over the last four years to maintain a successful podcast. This course will teach you how to make your vision become a reality and give you the tools on how to maintain it so it's sustainable and has longevity. So join us on our first cohort, which starts on Tuesday, April 14th. There are only 10 spots available for this first class. After this, the price will increase. So grab your spot by going on theplanter.com backslash podcast dash course or click the link in the bio. So sign up so you can be a part of the first class. Can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the episode. Another exercise, um, you know, we're at the beach this time and, you know, we're all just gathering and talking and the host made this example of, or referred to the scripture of lowering the net. So when Peter went to go fish and he fished all night, he didn't get anything. And he, and Jesus said, okay, uh, I need you to go fish. And he's like, Lord, I've been out there all night. I didn't catch anything. But then Jesus said, go to the deep and lower your nets, right? So we were asked this question that how do you want us to go deeper? And how do you want us to lower our nets? What does it look like? And each person had to answer this. What does it look like for us to go deeper in Christ? Now that we've canceled out the lies and we know the truth. Now, how is God asking us to go deeper? And how is he asking us to lower the net? So everybody had different answers. And I love that they said this. They said for some, it may be reading your Bible more. It may be praying more. It may be doing nothing. It may be resting more. It may be doing all these different things. But how can you go deeper? And for me, my situation, how I can go deeper with God was to get more acquainted with him as a loving father. That is how God wanted me, wants me to go deeper in quiet time and to see our quiet time as a hanging out period, not an order of business, not something that I just need to do because if I don't do it, God will be upset. And if I don't do it in this way, um, he won't like it or this. See, this is the thing. My thinking beforehand was skewed. 
And it's not that I was like, oh my God, if I don't do this, God will be so mad. Like I wasn't like trembling in fear now, but I still had a misconception or a fear that, oh, maybe because I didn't pray today, you know, maybe that's why God didn't come through in this way or this another. So basically God wanted me to scratch all that. And he was like, look, get more acquainted with me as your loving father. That's what I want. So my prayer times and all those things have been different coming back home. It hasn't been praying for three hours. Sometimes literally been just sitting, putting on worship music and just sitting in his presence and believing and having faith that he's sitting with me because he doesn't depart from me. So believing that he's sitting right next to me and I can just talk or do nothing and just soak in his presence. Let the word soak in over my spirit. And for me, that is how I can grow deeper. So if now somebody comes to me and says, well, this is uh, something different from that. Like, oh, you need to be praying this many hours. You need to be fasting more. I had to cut all that off and just be like, I'm going to get acquainted with you as a loving father and know you as my father. And that's it. And whatever that looks like for us, it can change differently. And sometimes I'm still like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm not sure if I did this right or did that right. Sometimes those thoughts do come back, but I'm learning quickly to identify them, identify the lie and put it with truth and not to be so swayed by my feelings and those fault and that false narrative. And then how can I grow deeper or how can I lower my net? So basically when it referring to a net was like, when it comes to your skills and what you have, how can you use them more effectively? How can you get deeper in, in, in what you have to offer? It may not even be skills or be anything. For me, it was to stop playing small. That's why I felt the Holy Spirit tell me. Stop playing small. Use every gift and activate it. Now, I have had a vision for my life and a vision for what I was supposed to be doing and all these different things, like, I was just like, God, this don't make no sense. Like, I like to travel. I like business. I like mentoring. I like this. I like that. How am I supposed to do all this? And somewhere in me, I had denied myself of doing to the full capacity because I just, I don't know, like, I was just like, oh, you know, maybe God, maybe it's for later. It's not for now. Oh, I need to be in the trenches and being uh, a woman of faith and this and another. Again, this is not an outward, like, how do I describe it? Like trembling fear, but it's a very, it's a little seed that was in my spirit. And this idea of like false humility. And I think Tatum Tamia made a really, really good podcast about this, like denying yourself of what God has called you to do because you think it's, you're humbling yourself basically. And God was like, look, stop playing small. Like I've activated you, like go, like activation has been my word for 2020. Like go, go get into the dips, get into the nitty gritty of the gifts, get in, like look and see them with value, like go do it, go forth. Like I've commissioned you, like don't be afraid, like don't think you're holding back is honoring me. Go use your gifts. If that means traveling, use it. Whatever way, just use it. If it means podcasting, use it. Go ahead. Speaking, use it. Do whatever. Like, he's like, stop playing small. Stop playing small and thinking that you're honoring me by playing small. So again, God may be commissioning some of you, all of us in some different way that, hey, 
You are good at this. You are good at that. I put this in you and I need you to use it. Stop playing small and thinking that you're honoring me because it is a disservice to God. And we are not honoring him when we play small. We are not honoring our gifts and we're not honoring what he's put in us. And I, I, one thing that I said to myself is I don't want to die empty. However, I was playing as if I did want to, I, I did, I did, I was playing as if I didn't believe that. Like I've said that before, that wasn't even a thing. Like I was like, I want to give everything that I have on this earth. Yet I've been playing as if I don't have nothing to give to the full extent to who I really am. So you're going to be seeing some things coming up soon. Um, And that's also one of the things with this podcasting course that I just released. It's like, I was playing small with that. Like I've learned so much about podcasting and so many people have asked me about it. Why would I not put something together to teach many people at once? And it's not to boast or whatever, but no, like I have been learning for years about this craft and perfecting it and and and, and continuously learning more, being more of a student as well. But God has called me to to teach and to show people structure and strategy and all of these different things. I know that I've been called to do that and he's given me the tool of podcasting. So why not? He's commissioned me. But before this event, I couldn't see that. I didn't see the value in what I had to offer. I didn't see it because I thought that if I just play a little bit small, I'm humbling myself and it's just not the time. It's just not the time. That's what we tell ourselves. It's just not the time. I'm still in the wilderness. I'm still training and I'm still this. And I'm no, no, no. Let this be your word. This is your word. Stop playing small. Stop playing small. Once God gave me the okay to release this course or to do this course, mind you, he's if I even tell you the story is so bad, <laughs> long time it's told me to do this, but because I was playing small, thinking that, oh, I don't know. And again, believing the lies that I believed, I just can't do it. But now, heck no. <laughs> I don't have time. Like, I don't have time. You see what's happening in this world right now. Like, we don't have time to play. We don't have time to be twiddling our thumbs and waiting on God to come down from heaven and, and do something great. No, he's commissioned us to do stuff. So get up and stop playing small. So long story short, that's how I was asked to lower my net. And I'm sure that it speaks to a lot of you, especially you creatives. Stop playing small. Use every gift and activate it. Last thing that I learned um, based off of another discussion. So this is the following day. We were asked to ask the Holy Spirit how God sees us. Um, and one revelation that I got uh, was really interesting. Uh, he does not see my insecurities. He does not live in a place of critique all the time, but truly wants me to see and receive his love. I always thought that he is disappointed in my fear, like let's say I have a fear of something or I feel inadequate or this, that, or another. And it's like, but I have commission. I did not give you a spirit of fear, but power of love and a sound mind. <laughs> you know, like we hear that all the time and it's like, no, no fear. How do you have fear? <laughs> but he doesn't even see like my insecurities like that, like what I feel is an insecurity or I feel like, oh, my God, how who? he don't even see that. And what even comes to mind now is of Moses, like when Moses was like, but I stutter, God, like I cannot go out and speak to the Pharaoh, to your people. And he's like, well, fine, I'll go to Aaron, but I'll put the words in your mouth. Like, can you just go out there and do it? Like God didn't even acknowledge. That was the funny part. 
he didn't even acknowledge um what Moses was saying even Gideon Gideon was like he's like um welcome mighty warrior the Lord is with you and he's like I ain't no warrior what you talking about I'm the I'm the I'm the least in my clan and he's like anyways I need you to go deliver my people but I'm the weakest in my anyways he doesn't even acknowledge our insecurities or what we think are insecurities. Even if we're fearful or we're anxious or whatever, he just sees us how he sees us. And it's a different thing to ask the Holy Spirit to help us see how God sees us. And because when we, as we can see ourselves as he sees us, it helps us to receive more of his love. It helps us to see that, wow, he has his hands wide open. This was a this was a big thing for me um, to receive his love and his gifts with open hands and to not think he has one hand open and the other hand clenched like man does. He doesn't have that. He has literally his hands open. But sometimes because of our perception and because we think we're fearful of how he sees us. Oh, all he sees is he just wants to critique me. I'm in the wilderness and he just wants to critique, critique, critique. No, honestly, like. He just wants us to see how much he loves us. And even in his critique, it is out of love. But because of the way the world is set up and how we see um, man, because, you know, we we, had, we can be like, oh, I'll give you this. Oh, you didn't do that right. Oh, taking it away. Oh, I'll give you this. Oh, nope. You didn't say hi to me. You didn't you didn't treat me the way I wanted you to treat me. Is another we clench our hands. But God is not like that. So. He doesn't see our insecurities. Um, he just wants us to receive his love. I hope that made sense. I hope that that was condensed and you understood um, what I'm trying to say. And to sum it up, really what I learned is, again, to receive his love and his gifts with open hands and to not think he is having one hand open and the other hand clenched. Oh, this is another part I wanted to make. So I was talking about the faith thing, right? You know, there was a lot of prophecy going on. There's a lot of just, you know, people out here prophesying gifts coming out, all this type of stuff. And somebody prophesied to me that God loves the way you have trusted him. And that to me was like, a what? This whole time I kept thinking that he thinks I don't have no faith. I don't have no faith. That was the insecurity that I had about myself. But God was like, I love the way that you've trusted me. And I knew it was true because I've actually heard this word before. Somebody had actually said that to me. But I believed it in the moment. And then I guess somehow, you know how we do. We know it's something to be true. And then we kind of just like forget. <laughs> but I was like, wow, he's not disappointed in me. He's proud of me. He loves the way that I that I have trusted him. And faith is trust. So I'm like, wow. He doesn't even see me the way that I have thought, that I thought that he saw me. So that was a major thing. Um, again, take my taking my place as a daughter, I have access to heaven. So let me not be afraid to ask. And if you heard my last podcast, you would know that um, literally my whole trip going to Europe and all of that was literally just me asking the Lord. Well, him giving me a, a question and me answering back with like, all right, God, this is what I want. Can I do it? Um, another thing, the things I thought God was disappointed about me, he doesn't even see them the way that I do. So changing my perspective and my eyes to see the way he sees me anytime that I feel um, that, oh, I feel an insecurity or I feel like 
something or something that's, that I think would try to snatch me away from God. It's like, no, God, how do you see me in this situation? What is the real truth? What is the real revelation? So being able to capture thoughts and make them subject to God, I definitely learned that in this situation. He's proud of me. He's proud of me and he's proud of you. Um, that's one thing that I learned. He is proud, proud, proud father, proud father. And he loves us because we are his children. You love your children naturally. You don't even have to, they don't have to do anything. A baby literally poops and eats and drinks and sleeps all day. And we were like, oh my God, this baby is so cute. Oh my God, we love her. Oh my God. Like my little cousin, like I adore her. And she literally be crying, all this stuff. And I'm like, we told you, you one years old. You can't be behaving like this, child. We done told you. But just kidding. But no, I'd be telling her that. But I love her. And it's not because she did anything. She hasn't done anything for me except literally smile and cry. But that's how God is about us. He's like, oh, I just love my daughter. I just love her so much. I'm so proud of her. Wow, she took that step forward. Wow, she made the blog. Wow, she made the podcast. Wow, she she she's really wanted to take care of her house. Wow, she wants to take care of her body. Wow, she's just my daughter, period. Boo, like I love her. He's proud. And then he has so much more in store for me. I just got to be the one to show up. And that was the thing, like again different prophecies were happening and different revelation was going on and things that i were in my heart were revealed and set outside so i had a witness a, outside of the holy spirit i had another witness to witness to what i believe that god was has in store for me and it was tr- and it was so and i was like wow he has so much in store for me i just need to show up that's it. I just need to be obedient and show up and just be his daughter and rise up to that uh, place. So yes, guys, that was how I changed my perspective from an orphan to a daughter. I hope this was helpful. I'm trying to recount the story to you all and how transformative it was for me. And I pray that this, it transforms your mind and your heart about how you see God and how you see yourself and believing how he sees you as well. And knowing our place as daughters and rising up because the world needs you wherever you are. The world is waiting for you. The earth is crying and groaning for the sons of, of God to rise up and to know their identity and to take their place. So this is a time now, especially when we are quarantined and all that different stuff. There's not many distractions. Like my thrill of the day is going to Target. So, you know, there's not many things to do outside now. So we have to really, you know, focus on who God is and let him reveal himself to us in a new way in this time period and rise up. Like I want to see I want to see more um, brands and businesses being built. I want to see your skills being shown. Like, I want to see some things. And just to plug it in one more time, if you are interested in creating a podcast and you have no idea how to do it and you're like, I don't know how, but ultimately you want to create a podcast, but you want it to be sustainable and you want it to have longevity, then sign up for the podcast from scratch course. Again, it starts April 14th. So on Tuesday, April 14th is when the first class starts. So I would love for you to be a part of it. If you have any questions, please email me at theplanter at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you and answer any of your questions or even hop on a call with you. Just let me know and we can get it on and popping. 
So definitely sign up for the class. After that, uh, the price will increase. And it's going to be a live course where I'll be teaching every single week for the next seven weeks with you. So I want to see it. I want to see um, the things that you've learned in this season and, uh, and allow it to activate in your life and to you to take position as a daughter of God. So thank you so much for listening. Come back again next week for another episode. And yeah. Talk to you later. Bye.